We've been talking a lot about Pilates lately, and I have been looking for a long time for an expert to bring on to talk to you guys about it, and I found the perfect person. I found Alicia Pope from the Purely Pope podcast, and of course, I will link her social media, her podcast, and also the special offer that she gave specifically to you guys in the show notes detail down below, but what I really loved about this episode is Alicia really has a well-rounded mindset when it comes to fitness and nutrition. And she shared a lot of her story. She shared a lot about Pilates that I didn't even know. And it was just a really, really, really great episode. I've been strength training for years and years and years now, over a decade. And I felt like I have hit this plateau in my health and fitness goals. I did a Pilates-focused programming schedule in the month of June and really felt so amazing afterwards. And when I asked Alicia how she fell in love with Pilates, she kind of gave that same answer, falling in love with the feeling that you get from Pilates and once you've completed your Pilates practice. Now, I do think strength training, cardio, stretching, all different kinds of fitness is beneficial for the body in longevity and joy and doing what it is that you love. This episode, I just really wanted to have her come on to talk about that myth that I believed and still am working through for so long that the only way for a woman to achieve a strong, lean, tone body is through lifting heavy weights. And I have time and time and time again, and especially on social media lately, I've been trying to curate my social media feed to challenge this belief. And I follow a lot of ladies that are Pilates instructors and yoga instructors, and they have strong, beautiful bodies. And the inside that shines through the exterior from their practices really just has intrigued me into this world of Pilates and yoga and this type of training that is more gentle and focused on longevity. So let's roll into today's episode, my friend. Let me introduce you to Alicia Pope from the Purely Pope podcast. I know you're going to enjoy it. Welcome to the Living in Sync podcast, where we will talk about the biological blueprint of your cycle and how your hormones impact every area of your life. I'm your host, Joelle, certified nutritionist, mom of two, fitness coach for over a decade, and I want to help you better understand your cycle to work with your body in achieving your goals. I will teach you how to care for your body in a well-rounded and realistic way that caters to your season of life and feel freaking amazing. In every episode, you will get tips, takeaways, and just feel like this is a heart-to-heart chat with a friend. Let's roll into today's episode. All right, you guys, I know I have told you time and time again that I was looking for the expert to bring on about this topic of Pilates. And here on the Living in Sync with Your Cycle podcast, we have talked a lot about fitness and aligning your workouts with where you're at in your cycle or just keeping your cycle in mind when you are doing your workouts. But there is always this lingering 
marketing message that sits in my brain and has sat in my brain for a long time. And I know a lot of you guys have followed me in my journey for a long time of lifting weights is the only way to, and then fill in some sort of blanket statement, right? Like lifting heavy is the only way women are going to achieve fat loss, whatever it is. And I recently fell in love with Pilates. And I really was diving into the science behind strength training. And so I brought Alicia on here with me today. Hey, Alicia, welcome to the Living in Sync with Your Cycle podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat about my favorite topic. (laughs) And that's why you guys, I brought her on here because it's her jam, her favorite thing. So with that little, that little clip, what do you, what are your thoughts when it comes to that question of is Pilates strength training? Can women get stronger if they start doing Pilates? Is heavyweight training the only way a woman is going to achieve a strong physique? Yeah. So I think there are so many, I think just before, like even kicking it off in terms of like, you know, the, okay, here's what the movement is. I think that something that you're nailing on, which I want to address, which is because it's so close to my story and my relationship with exercise is I think as women, and I think with, with, when it comes to diet, when it comes to exercise, when it comes to so many things, when it comes to health in general, I think there are so many shoulds, right. And it's very like, diet culture ask. It's very, it's, it's very apparent in a lot of different marketing and it's, oh, you should do this. Right. Like I remember thinking back to how my relationship with exercise used to be. I thought I had to go to the gym for at least an hour. It had to look a certain way. Like I had to be dripping sweat and I should be like so exhausted after my workout for it to Mm. quote unquote, do anything. It should, you know, make me sweat or it should be this certain length or it should look a certain way, like, like with weights or something like that. And the second that I started to shift that, and that was also when I was moving from a place of wanting to change my body of, of, okay, I, I was, I was working against my body, right. I wasn't necessarily moving because I loved my body and because it felt really good. And I wasn't moving for it to feel good. I was moving to like, look good, which there's nothing wrong with wanting to look a certain way. And I say that all the time, because I think that sometimes in today's society too, it can be so black or white, right? Where it's like, oh no, you're either intuitive eating or you're either on a diet or whatever. And it's like, no, I think there can be somewhere in the middle. I think it's okay to have some sort of aesthetic goal, but I think of how you get there is really important too. And I think the reason behind it, right? So I used to be in a place where I was moving to be smaller, not stronger. I was moving to, you know, because I thought I should move a certain way, not because it felt good to move a certain way. So I think that those are kind of some of the first questions that somebody needs to ask themselves when they're looking at their relationship with movement, if that makes sense. Um, And that was so close to my story. And what really helped me was focusing on the feeling versus the aesthetic result. And I do think, and I think it's so apparent with your, you know, podcast too, with like the living in sync with your cycle, because there are definitely different phases of your cycle where different movements are going to feel really good in your body. And that's something that I think is so important to hold on to as well as that not necessarily committing to 
oh, I have to move in this way, or I have to exercise in this way every single day. And you'll notice that I use the word movement a lot because for me, that's something that helped me heal my relationship with exercise. I, I stopped using the word exercise or workout. And I really use the term movement because it allowed me to separate all of those outside shoulds and really just show up and ask myself and get very in tune and intuitive with my body each day and say, Hey, you know what today? I think I just like want a walk and some stretching or, and that's my movement. Or maybe I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I'm actually just going to go and like play with my nieces and nephews or play with my daughters. Or, you know, I'm, that's going to be my movement for the day is it's going to be swimming in the pool or something, or maybe it is going to a Pilates class, or maybe it's going to a strength training class or something like that, but really being able to check in with yourself each day. And I think that consistency of showing up for yourself each day is really what's going to help you like improve that relationship with exercise. And I'm sorry, I went off like on a tangent there, but I think it's so important important to to address before diving into your, your actual question. It is. It was so important for you to cover that and really hear and hear have the ladies reiterate that exercise isn't just meant for aesthetic and changing your body. You know, that can be one really great thing, but oh my gosh, you guys, she's drinking out of a pink simple modern. I talked about this on my podcast last week. She has the baby pink, which is very fitting for yes. being a twin girl mom and I have the bright Barbie pink. I love that. Okay. I love so that. So we I told you, I brought on the perfect person to talk about this. And that was just so that was so important to hit the nail on the head with first because ladies listen it's about chasing the feeling not the external look and i'm reading the book the success principles by jack canfield and it's a personal development book that is really granular like base level and right now in the book it's talking all about It's about your belief in yourself and your mind. And when you have that belief in yourself and your mind, your body will follow, your business results will Mm -hmm. follow, your career trajectory, your just upgrades in your life that you want to go towards will start to happen when the internal reason starts first. So I'm so glad you started with that. Yeah, because I think it's really important. And I think that so often people think that they need to like pick a team, right? Like, oh, I'm going to pick, you know, the low impact movements, or I'm going to pick the the hit workout or the strength training or whatever it is. And I think that you can show up differently each day, depending on like, we are not stagnant beings, we're not stagnant creatures. And I think that that's where we kind of get in trouble where we focus so much on labeling what, you know what I mean? Like of, and that's something I learned really early on of like, oh, you know, labeling, oh, I'm plant-based or labeling I'm paleo or, you know what I mean? Like things like that. I, I found that labels really don't work for me. It's just being able to really tune into my body, but getting back to your actual question of if, if Pilates, I believe it was, if Pilates can be like a strength training workout, if you can build muscle with Pilates, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting because Pilates is definitely, I mean, you work every single muscle in your body with Pilates and everything is based in your core, which we refer to as your powerhouse in Pilates. And which is really awesome because when you're looking at Pilates, it's, it's a very smart movement and it's based on a lot of longevity because anything that you have to do, your core supports you to do that. And so that's, what's really fascinating about it. Joseph Pilates, when he was creating all the different movements, he was thinking about longevity and he was thinking about improving your posture, detoxification, decreasing bloating and inflammation in the body, the mind body connection, all these different things. And 
it is strength training. It's definitely resistance based training too, when you're on a reformer. So that's the other thing too, is that there's, there's different types of Pilates, right? So there's map Pilates and there's also Pilates on a reformer, which you can go and do in a studio. And so when you're on a reformer, you're adding a ton of resistance, which resistance training is you are increasing your muscle, you know, by using that resistance and that strength. So you are definitely gaining muscle. You are also gaining muscle when you're doing it on the mat as well. Obviously I also too, I mean, I will use heavier weights at points too. So it's not that again, going back to that where it's like, I don't think you have to only be in one camp. I think that there are so many different benefits to different types of movement and different types of exercise, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And as understanding kinesiology, it's like time under tension is also really big when breaking down muscle tissue, tissue, mm-hmm. that muscle tissue rebuilding, and then having proper rest and recovery. And you said something so powerful where Pilates is, was the foundation of Pilates was built on longevity. And that is Mm -hmm. something where in the bodybuilding community, which I was in prior to having my children, and then it was after having my kids where I really had this click of like, maybe this isn't the best way to train my body, right? Mm -hmm. I believe and I will stand by that bodybuilding doesn't have that longevity focus. Because even when I was my leanest, I was my aesthetic fittest. I didn't feel great. I didn't have good energy. Mm-hmm. You know, ask me, you know, look, it looked like I could go run a lot or do something that was really fit and active, but I felt very stiff and I didn't feel very fluid. I didn't, I felt like my shoulders were always tight and tense, my lower back. And that was probably because like you just push yourself more and push yourself more and push yourself more. It's not about being in that core connection, which what I've noticed with Pilates. And I think that's just something we pay attention to with things is like, if I, yeah, I would love the aesthetic changes, but I still want to feel really good when I'm doing the various things in my life. And I don't want to injure myself if I go try and do an intense workout. So even if, and I'm not saying it, like I'm encouraging anybody to like be in one camp, exactly like you said, Mm -hmm. And that's how I always talk about syncing your workouts with your cycle as this well-rounded dynamic um, fitness strategy or structure, instead of thinking of it as like, oh, I can't do this during this phase of my cycle. It's like, well, we're really just looking at what's going on with the biology and then what's optimal. And what I've really really found is personally, since adding in Pilates, like you said, feel so much better in my core and I'm even five years postpartum. I thought that there was no way I could get that type of core engagement, you know, after you have babies and if you don't focus on your core, you kind of feel numb in those ab Mm -hmm. muscles. Like you try so hard to engage them, but it feels just kind of numb. I finally am feeling that like core connection. I'm feeling like my muscles aren't just strong, but they're like that lean. And I know the word toned has gotten thrown around in a bad rep, but I think ladies understand what I mean by that. It just feels a little bit more firm, defined instead of like tensed and puffy. What kind of things do you feel like you notice 
Like, have you always been into Pilates or what do you notice when somebody starts Pilates that hasn't been in a good Pilates practice and they are like, oh, I really noticed these types of changes. Yeah. So I think you hit on a few good, really great points. So one of them is when I started doing Pilates long ago, I noticed immediately how I felt after the workout and after the movement. So, and I noticed that I felt really energized versus depleted. And so I think that's where you can kind of tune in to see if a certain type of movement is serving you versus not. Obviously, you do want to feel like you've done something right. But like, I always feel better and more energized in my body than I do prior to starting the movement, which I think is a really, really great feeling. And that's something that you would kind of mentioned, like you feel more energized doing it. And I think because it is a very restorative type of movement, but it's not easy by any means. I think no. it's like Pilates looks no. like, you know, like, it's so funny when I'll teach my husband certain things and he's like, oh my God, like what is going on? I can't do that. This, you know, because a lot of times it's like, say like the, the example that you mentioned with the core stuff, right. Where you're like, you actually are starting to feel those muscles again. That's because Pilates is like I said, it's core focused, but it's not just focusing on your first layer of abs, right? It's not just focusing on those six pack muscles. It's focusing on your deep core muscles as well as your obliques. And that's helping to pull everything in and get super strong. So it's not just, oh, I'm just going to do like crunches for days, right? So it really targets different layers of your muscles that you never even knew that you had to start to breathe that, to start to bring everything in. And also it incorporates the breath. So every single move starts and ends with your core. And that's where it's like, that's why the breath is so important because as you're inhaling, and I have a few different examples of this on like my TikTok as well as my Instagram, but as you're inhaling, you're, you're expanding through your your body, you're expanding through your core and imagining that there's like a balloon in your body and you're expanding north, south, east, and west. You're releasing your pelvic floor and then you're exhaling. And as you're exhaling, you're actually contracting your pelvic floor. And then you're bringing in all of those muscles, which with ever movement you're doing, right? So even if you're doing arms, as you exhale, your, your abs are actually motoring the movement of your arms. Same thing with like, if you're lowering your leg and you're lifting your leg, it's like, oh, actually it's your low abs that are doing that movement movement, right? So it's obviously your legs are working as well, but you're always incorporating that core too. And something else that you had mentioned too, of like, kind of just feeling where you're, you're seeing a little bit more muscle definition. And that's also because a lot of the moves in Pilates will encourage like flushing of toxins, decreasing bloating and inflammation. So a lot of the moves actually stimulate your lymphatic system to flush out those toxins in your joints. So, so think about like the hundreds is a really popular Pilates move, for example. And you can do that on a reformer. You can do it on a mat. And for anybody that maybe isn't familiar with Pilates, it's when you're almost in a boat pose and your body is in like a V and you're sitting on your glutes and your arms are long by your side. Your shoulders are rolled down your back and your heels are together. Your toes are apart and you're really squeezing everything. And you're inhaling through your nose, long, deep breaths for a count of five. And then you're exhaling out of your mouth and you're pumping your arms by your side. 
And so in that movement, it's like, if you think about, there's like a lymph right underneath your armpit, you're continuously flushing out as you're engaging your core, as you're engaging every single muscle in your body. And so you're activating through that lymph node system, you know, right. So it's like, you're actually doing some lymphatic drainage. So a lot of the moves in Pilates and even like, there's even a move on the reformer called stomach massage, for example, where your toes are on the foot bar and you're kind of like, you're going back and forth and your knees are coming into your chest mm-hmm. and you're massaging your mm-hmm. stomach. And actually when I, um, and it helps to decrease bloating, it helps digestion. It helps if you're constipated. And it's funny because it's what you do to babies when, and I've noticed it this, I, yeah. my pediatrician, you know, like when you're, when they're constipated, you bring their knees in and out and you turn them around in a circle and around in a circle. And I'm like, I started calling it baby Pilates. Cause for anybody listening, I have 11 week old twin baby girls. And for anybody listening, it's like, I kept doing that. I was like, Oh my gosh, we're doing stomach massage and Pilates. And so I would like, I would pretend and I even did like a video on it where I was like, okay, now their feet are on the foot bar and this is what we're doing. We're coming in and out. And like, it's like you hold the foot bar with your hands too. And then you like push in and out. And so, so many of the moves are like that. And I actually just put two and two together with that. Like when I had my girl, my baby girls, and I was like, oh, like this is what we do in Pilates This is why it's called stomach massage, that move, you know? So that's another thing where you're saying like, you're seeing more of that because there is so much people deal with so much information, so many toxins and things like that. So it's really good for flushing out those things. So you can even see that core or like muscle definition even more too, which is a really cool thing. That does make sense because this is just kind of us like personally chatting. Now I have been strength training for so long, so long, so long, so long. I know that I have the foundation of muscle underneath what I have felt is just wait, my body's hang on, do some hormonal imbalances and various things like that. And my mind kept thinking like, well, if I stop lifting, then I'm going to start losing. But then I really challenged myself in the month of June, actually, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do Pilates, more of the practice, sprinkle in the strength training or the walk or whatever it was. And I was like, I could just tell in various parts of my body, the puff, like that puffy feeling that was lingering in my body. So it really is fascinating you bringing up. And from a logical standpoint, it makes so much sense where now I'm visualizing the hundred and knowing there's that lymph node under the Mm -hmm. armpit and our lymph system doesn't have its own pump. And so a lot of times it's like walking and doing other various things. Well, with podcasting and with some other things that we do, like a lot of people have sedentary jobs. So it was just really cool to hear. And it it just totally clicked in my head when you said that about the lymph and the drainage and like having this type of practice really even stimulate other parts of our body other than just the muscles that it's working. So that's like a double, like there's so many benefits other than just the muscle that's actually working. And with Pilates, you guys, like there were so many times where I would pick up weights in either bicep curl or overhead press, and you could kind of just go through the motion, you know, and not really have to think about it. With Pilates, I really have found it's all about that mind-muscle connection because there are times where I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, why do I feel like I'm moving an inch, but it's burning like I a good burn, you know, like it's I'm really feeling it in a good way, but it's just this little tiny 
movement and it's the mind muscle connection where I don't just feel my leg like flopping around. I really feel the engagement of the tiny muscles I didn't even know I had. Yeah. And I think you bring up a really, really good point is Pilates is really important, like to focus on your form. And that's where it's like, you could just kind of go through the motion and yeah, maybe you're not going to get so much out of it. And I think that that's where it's like, when you're looking at different types of classes or different types of, you know, group classes or whatever, it's like, yeah, if you're doing a bicep curl and you're just kind of like flailing around your arms or whatever, and like, you're not engaging any of the rest of your body, then that's something where like, you're, you're really just isolating. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you are, you're just doing that bicep. Right. But I think that with Pilates, which is different from a lot of other types of movements, every, if you're, if you're going to a good Pilates class, or if you're getting instruction from a good teacher, they're going to tell you where every single piece of your body needs to be in alignment. (laughs) You know, it's like you're every single with any move that you do, they will tell you where your toes should be, where your heels should be, where your knees should be, like how your hips should be aligned, like how your core should be engaged, how your shoulders should be down your back or like, you know, so it's not just like every single muscle in your body is working. And that's that mind body connection, which I think is another thing is that obviously with like going back to that, like puff or any holding on to anything in your body, that mind body connection. And just, it's almost like a very meditative practice too, because you're really having to think about every single muscle in your body. And it is a lot to think about. And so one of the Pilates principles is actually concentration. So your mind needs to be on the movements at all times, which obviously is great for mindfulness, for decreasing stress, for brain health. And of course, it's like great to help the function of your brain too, when you're doing that. So that's another piece of things. And don't be intimidated either. I think that so often when people are, you know, looking at Pilates, it's like, I think that also it's something that can get harder as you get better at it, if that makes sense. So once I went through my Pilates training, the first reformer class that I went to, like after like my first trainings, like session or whatever, um, for my certification, I was like, that was the hardest Pilates class I've ever gone to. And I had been doing Pilates for five years, but I had, I hadn't done it in that way thinking so deeply about every single muscle. So I think that if don't get discouraged, if it gets harder, almost be like happy if it gets harder for you, because that means that you're probably like engaging the muscles better and more improperly, you know, and so you're getting more out of it. So that's something else too, is like the better form you have, then like the harder it's probably going to (laughs) be for you. This is so great. And this is something that I told myself early June when I was like, okay, let's really give Pilates practice like the majority of my focus. And I gave myself the talk after one of this, one of my um, at home classes, I'm like, I'm really not good at this. And then I thought to myself, you know, I started my health and fitness journey as a runner and cardio person. And then I kind of moved into this um, cardio kickboxing. I wasn't good at that when I first started it either, but I learned. And then when I transitioned into weight training, I really wasn't good at that either, but I learned. And so then I changed my mindset to be, I can learn to love Pilates. This is something I can learn to be become better at it. So it kind of seg- segues me perfectly into even asking, how did you fall in love with Pilates? How long have you been practicing? And 
Um, what does your practices look like now? Are you mostly going to studios and teaching reformer style? Like you can kind of, we can kind of go into the fun segment as we're rounding out the episode, but that's a part where I'm like, oh, how did you fall in love with Pilates? Yeah. Yeah. So as I mentioned, it's like, I didn't always have like the most healthy relationship with movement. And when I thought about like Pilates or yoga, I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Like it's, it's not like hard enough. You know, I always thought about that. Like, oh, it doesn't really like do anything. And I actually started going, it's real hard. It's real hard. It's it's very hard. And again, it's like the more you understand where your body should be, you're like where the for you know the proper form. You're like, oh, okay, I just felt like 17 muscles at the same time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I started doing it after college, like probably two years after I graduated. So that was like 10 years ago or something. Um, I'm like, I'm 33 now. So that's a long time ago. (laughs) But so that's when I started doing and I started doing Pilates reformer classes first. And that was because there was a studio right next to where I worked. And I remembered going and I went to like a higher level class because I went with one of my friends and the the instructor was like, you need to go to a beginner class. And I thought that she was like really mean. (laughs) I was like, okay. But now I, I like now looking back, like I understand why, because it can, it's like, there's, there are different levels and especially when you're on a machine and things like that. And so, but then I got to, I feel like group fitness classes weren't super popular at that point. But then when I moved back to um, Chicago, I'm from Chicago originally, I got really into like super intense, like where it's like you run in the treadmill and then you are doing the weights and then you go back to the treadmill and it's like screaming at you and yelling and super loud music etc. And I just remember it was in my phase where I was also like very heavy into like diets and things like that too. And I just didn't have the best relationship with my body. I think I had so much inflammation and I would ignore my body too, of like waking up in the morning. And, you know, even if it was, you know, I, when I was on my period and I still had that mentality, like never miss a Monday and I would wake up and go. And then I would just feel so depleted all day long and like so ravenous after. And that's where I'm talking about before, like going back to what I was saying, like focus on how you feel after a workout, because if you're feeling depleted all day Mm -hmm. afterwards, like that's probably not the right type of movement for you, at least in that phase of your cycle. Right. And this is way before I even, even ever heard of like cycle syncing or anything like that. Um, I was still on birth control at that point too. So I started to, my one friend actually had started getting back into Pilates and she was like, I really think that you would like really like this. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it's like going to do anything. And I started doing it and I started to realize like how I felt afterwards. I was like, wow, I'm actually like looking forward to this, like not dreading it. Cause I remembered when I was going to those like group classes, I felt a lot of anxiety beforehand. And I also just like, I wasn't looking forward to it at all. It was something that I dreaded going to. And I was like, you know what? I'm like actually excited to go and do Pilates. And I feel really, really good in my body afterwards. And I actually started seeing the best changes in my body than I ever had. The more that I incorporated Pilates versus doing those like very high intensity workouts and doing things that I didn't love. Um, I was Mm -hmm. like, I hate running. I literally despise running. Like if somebody loves running, like that's awesome. Right. But again, I go back to that concept, like I'm a health coach as well. So I go back to the concept of bio-individuality. I think everybody's different. And I think that that's something where, especially in their day and age where we're like, we live on the internet and we say like, Oh, this person does this. So maybe it'll work for me. I always say like, take what works for you, leave what doesn't try it on, see if it works. But if it, if it doesn't work, then like, don't keep doing it. Don't keep trying to like shove a square 
peg into like a round hole sort of thing, yeah. you know, yeah. um, whatever that saying is. So, so that's where I kind of started to get really back into it. And I loved going to like reformer classes and mat classes and things like that. And then eventually I really wanted, to, I had always wanted, I wanted, I thought about being a, an instructor for years before I actually pulled the trigger and it just felt like a really good like next development for me and like in my business and and for something that I wanted to do because what was really important to me was the way that instructors spoke and I think that it's still apparent in the fitness industry but I think it's changed a lot and I noticed like for my own healing for my own journey and like how I coach with my with my health coaching clients everything is based off of mindset and like the language that we use. So like, for example, with food, I always focus on like an abundance mindset versus an elimination mindset. Like what can I add to my plate to feel really good? Um, with exercise, I focus on like, okay, how can I move my body today in a way that feels good with mindset? It's like, I always think about, okay, how can I focus on what I want to happen versus what I don't like just focusing on like how, what I can control things like that. And with movement, I thought, you know, I really would love to incorporate like those sorts of messages in my movement, you know, and, and being able to share like, you know, like you're strong and, you know, like your strong arms or like your proud chest, like shining your heart forward. Like those are all terms that I like use in my teaching. And I, I learned from a really good teacher too here in LA and, she told us too, she's like, you know, the language that you use is very important. And it's something that like really resonated with me. And it's something that I really wanted to incorporate in my teaching too, is the language. Cause I think there's so much out there that's like, burn off your love handles or like, let's, you know, let's, let's make that way smaller or whatever. And like, I never want to put that, especially now having daughters and like before it was like my niece, you know, and like just thinking about that, like, I want to get rid of that type of language altogether or like get this person's abs or, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, like you just like, let's focus on like any sort of thing that I say is like strong booty or like, you know, like let's show your abs some love or whatever, you know? So just like, I'm very focused on the language that I use. And it's a really important thing to me. So that was another really big thing as to why I wanted to become a teacher, because I wanted to be able to fuse the two of making sure that the language was super empowering and, and making women feel super confident in their bodies, because I was able to find that through Pilates, which was like really, really a fun thing for me to find and, and really transformational for me. Yeah, I can tell it from your page. I really can tell it from your page. So make sure you guys follow on her social media. And even if you're like, I need me some baby fever happiness, go to her page. And her daughters (laughs) have their own Instagram. I'll make sure to link everything because it's just so great. So um, are you teaching virtual or do you do more like in studio now? How can people connect and um, come into your world? We have obviously your podcast, the Purely Pope podcast. I'll make sure to leave links for all yeah, of that down below yeah. too. So I teach online. Um, so I have my own online studio called Purely You. So it's all about being that best version of you, the best, happiest, healthiest version of yourself that you can be. So there are health coaching videos on there as well as Pilates. So there are multiple different that. categories. Yeah, there's prenatal 
there's postnatal now that I'm postnatal and there are also like cardio lotties. There's the elevate that incorporates props and then also just mindful mat where we're really focusing on like that mind body connection. And it's just you and your mat. And there are tons of like quickies or, you know, things like that, whatever you're looking for is on there. I think there's like over 80 on-demand videos on there now. And new workouts are added every single Friday. And I also do quarterly challenges too. So that's like the best place. And it's only $9.99 a month, but we could also do a code for a free month. If you want to do that, what, that what, would, be, what would you want you the code to, do to that, be? That would be amazing. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. We could okay, do, cool. in, what should we do the code? We could do in sync. So I in sync. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Oh my gosh. That would be so great. Okay, cool. So we'll do code in sync for a free month. So you can head to um, purelypope.com slash purely you and then just use that code and you'll get a free month of um, either a monthly or annual subscription. And yeah, and then you can find me at Purely Pope on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I also post some like Pilates videos on YouTube too. I post some shorter flows on there too. So if you just want to try it out and, and see how it is and how you like it, then definitely head there as well. That's so cool. Thank you so much for offering that code. That was absolutely yeah. amazing. So kind of you. And will are a lot of the workouts done with like minimal equipment? Like they don't need the reformer at home type of situation? Nope. Nope. Yeah. No, I, I love the. I am certified to teach on the reformer, but I actually started a new like little series where I try to recreate like reformer at home. So like cool. using like resistance bands and things like that. But no, I mean, anything can be done without equipment. And I have so many movements on there that are without equipment. And I actually refer to everything as like body loving Pilates. So those are all, there's a ton that you can do just using your own body weight, but then usually I'll add on like some like wrist weights, like bala bangles, or, you yeah. know, sometimes a Pilates ring or, you know, like a ball or uh, bands, things like that. But most of them can, even if I use weights or something or a prop or something you can do with, the, with just using your own body weight too. Awesome. I know I live in the middle of nowhere in the in Minnesota Midwest. And so I always ask that question. And I'm like, I would love to get to reformer classes, but I would have to drive an hour one way and back. And so I know a lot of yeah. my ladies too, were probably thinking like, do I need to have any sort of equipment? Thank you so much yeah. for your time and coming on and chatting with us. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening today, my friend. And if you loved this episode, before you go, can you share it with a friend or leave a rating and review? It's a small gesture that means a lot to me and helps the podcast reach even more ladies who are wanting to live in sync in a well-rounded way with their life using their cycle as their guide. If you want to see more of the day-to-day -day stuff in my life, come on over to my Instagram. It's just my name, Joelle Cease. I will leave anything and everything mentioned in the podcast detailed in the show notes. So don't forget to check those out. Thanks again. And I will catch you next time.